Starting a new life in a new country is an intense experience. Continuing your career in that new country is even more so. A successful lawyer who's practiced law in India and now in Canada says you need to have a plan in place to find success. Shilpa Badoria shares her story of immigration and what newcomers should think about regarding legal services when they arrive in Canada. Let's get into it. I'm Shilpa Badoria. I'm a lawyer, dual qualified. I was a lawyer back home in India for 15 years before moving to Canada. And then um, I started my practice uh, in Canada in 2020, moved to Canada, and I completed my education, Canadian part of it, while I was working in India, Delhi. Uh, I was a legal head of India's biggest media company, which is Times Network. And then um, while doing that, one of my colleagues decided to move to Canada. And that, that's where he put that seed in my mind, you know, and then um, just followed uh, what he was doing and explored and then moved. In 2019, I moved to Canada and um, I've been here ever since. And um, yeah, I started practicing in 2020. That's my journey. <laughs> Every immigrant journey is fantastic and interesting from my perspective that changing up your entire life, uplifting and moving somewhere else. I, I don't know if I'd want to want to do that myself. I think like building a new life, you have to build a new network of friends and everything like that. That's I mean, it's always inspiring to hear. There were things back home. We wanted to change. So we mm -hmm. decided we are in for the struggle uh, to accept the change. And uh, we were well settled. We had our own house and we sold everything. It's difficult to move, you know, uproot yourself and move. But we really needed that in life. So we decided we'll do it. And um, uh, that's when we started, you know, working towards it while we were there. And at least I did not move dress, uh, move unless I had um, the qualification and mm -hmm. ability to work here. And I moved when I knew that, okay, fine, I've qualified now. I can go and f kind of settle in. So that's, that's uh, I took it slow. I came for a holiday first and then saw what I, I mean, where I'm moving and felt the winter chill <laughs> and everything. And that's when we decided to move. And then, um, yeah, we've been here ever since. We love it. I mean, this winter has been quite manageable compared <laughs> to some of the ones in the past. But uh, that, that's an amazing story. That's a challenge that many newcomers and immigrants face sometimes. I mean, you took the time to make sure you were qualified when coming over so you could have a job and a position. I mean, a lot of people come over and they're then their qualifications aren't recognized. And, you know, how frustrating that must be to start completely from the ground floor again. It's like for someone who's like a doctor or something, it's like, well, I can't be a doctor here in Manitoba or Canada. It's like, what What do you do at that point? Yeah, the licensing process is uh, stringent, uh, so to say, and it takes time. So it's always advisable to plan your move beforehand and kind of plan that you will not be able to work in the profession that you've been working in while you're licensing. There are certain barriers like finding articling position in case lawyers, and I'm sure there must be similar things in other professions as well. So those are difficult to find because you are a qualified profession, a professional, but you're competing against students who've qualified from here. And they have their links and, you know, they have their roots here. So they have the network to be able to get a position to qualify. While you were a newcomer, you don't know anybody. So yes, that's a challenge that you should plan for. 
practicing law in India versus practicing law here, what were some of the changes and things that you you found you had to make or what are some of the differences that you, substantial differences that you've noticed? World has increasingly become a global place, you know, and um, uh, corporations back home in India or in most countries, now corporations are multinationals. So they are, they are doing inter-country, uh, intercontinental business. So law is the same. It's become intercontinental, inter-country yeah. most of the time. I was practicing in India and I was doing corporate laws. So my area of law was mostly um, international. So it was easy. The transition was easy because... It was stuff you're already used to. I was already used to. There are a lot of multinational co- uh, corporations from the America in India already there and we service them there. Yes, if you are uh, practicing law in areas like family law, or something which is very local and, uh, you know, yes, there's a change in the law, but we are all common law jurisdictions. So we are all the same, same concepts. Um, uh, it's just that you have to reread everything again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the change that yeah, you have so to the adapt. the position yourself. you were in had a lot more flexibility in that transitional yes, period. Yes, it did. Maybe it's a good idea to do that when whichever profession you are to make sure that you uh, kind of grab things which are global and tune your skills to that. Uh, yeah, so there's not too much new to learn because it's already like you're already working with people in America or people in China. Like, exactly. you know, you're already working with anyone. So you can move to other places without too much to worry about. Yeah, because the, when you make the move, you already have a lot to worry about. And if you were, if you add one more thing to about to that, makes it's really hard. So let's, uh, I mean, it's all about planning and doing it stepwise and taking it slow. If you can, in some situations you can't. Of course. And like if someone like refugee or family emergencies or exactly. stuff like that, that's a completely different, different story. story. <laughs> but uh, I think about uh, 50-60% of the cases, uh, people plan their move and are able to plan that, at least slow it down so that they can mm, make it easy on themselves. Why did you want to get into law in the first place? I mean, it's a very involved career, um, very busy, highly competitive. You know, it's not the type of work that everyone <laughs> wants to do. Interestingly, um, in back home in India, law is an unusual career for a woman to take. It's also uh, a difficult choice. Uh, so when I was growing up, I was... So to say, you know, I wanted to break the barriers and I wanted to do something which was different culturally. And I was told by my own family, don't do law, please don't do law. Just take, you know, it's uh, conventionally back home, engineering and becoming a doctor is a more common uh, line of career for everybody. Uh, Most people and uh, your family kind of pushes you to that and you and and when you don't, I never wanted to do just those two things and yeah. something else. That led me to a little bit of exploring other careers and stuff like that. And that's how I landed up uh, doing law. Well, I mean, that's, that's important, finding something that you're inspired to, passionate yes. to per- pursue. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that maybe they go down a career path because that's what their family wants or that's the cultural or social norms that if you're within this sort of gender, you know, these are the jobs that you should go. But if that's something you're not passionate about, that's going to be a very long, unfulfilling career. Yes. And I really, truly believe that 
uh, when you are growing up and especially when you're in in those formative years it helps if if you can assess uh, and have some help with the assessment of what your inclination is and you know somebody can introduce you to various forms i really like the system of education in canada that way is because they, you have the opportunity to kind of work in various fields and then make the decision test the waters yeah. a little bit for getting involved and i mean hey getting involved in things that aren't the the norm i think is great more diversity within different areas is so key because you bring in new ideas, new things. You might have uh, an approach to something that someone who fits within the general demographic of that mold might not be thinking about because you know they're not challenged, they're not pushed because it's like, oh yeah, I got in here because you, know, you fit the standard, but someone who's coming out from the outside, you're pushing, you're hungry, you're inspired, so you have new ideas to bring to the table. I come from a family of doctors and I was pushed into medical field. I studied, I tried to study the hat for about two years and I was like, too bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> different things for different people. Like, I mean, I'm not a math guy at all. I wouldn't want to do anything that required math. I just numbers or an alien concept to Same me. here. <laughs> but I really liked, um, I've, if, I've, if I were not a lawyer, I would have been a journalist. Mm. I'm pretty sure about it. <laughs> Journalism is another thing that uh, it takes a very specific type of person to want to get involved. I mean, there's not a lot of glam or glory within journalism, especially if you're trying to get some of those hard stories, especially if you're very critical of like governments or individuals, you know, you're not making any friends. And then I think, I also think there's a lot of overlap between the two fields because mm -hmm. if you have the political, uh, you know, knowledge and uh, also the ability to read the law and the legislations, because they these are the things that frame the society and uh, lead the society. So what your politics, uh, what's happening in the politics and how the politicians are framing the laws actually affect your daily lives and you don't realize how much it does affect yeah, affects you. So yeah, I think uh, if I wouldn't have been a lawyer, I would certainly be a... I can see the overlaps between those two. You have to be able to read a situation, understand, break it down, and then you have to come in with your approach, your objectives to be like, okay, how do I tell this story towards... And I mean, law is so vast, like very different versions of what how you need to approach a subject, but you have to understand like how how can I get my objective forward, like my clients or things based on this information? Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. For someone who is in that transitional process, and you've already talked about it a little bit, of uh, trying to find a job here, specifically within law, and you've changed kind of your focus of what you're approaching in law as well from corporate and media to more uh, real estate and areas like that. Yeah, family and real estate and wills the wills and estates and um, yeah, that's my area, but also corporate law. I also do business, do, yes. business sale purchase and yeah, so transactions. What sort of advice would you give people who are looking to make that big shift, specifically from that kind of law perspective? Within the legal uh, you know, dimension, um, if you're changing your practice area, it's not so much of a change. Mm -hmm. It's not so much. And it's easy to find your uh, inclination and your liking. And um, it, it comes from practice. When you start practicing law, you know, when you're doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then you start liking one area of law and you sh kind of develop that expertise over the time, 
because you start doing that kind of work more. Mm-hmm. So it, it's 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 a gradual process and it comes to you automatically. I wouldn't suggest anything on that. I would say just go by what your where the path takes you and where you yourself uh, lead yourself. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely it has to be fluid. So there's much more freedom in terms of that career than absolutely. potentially other ones. Absolutely. Why did you want to make that shift coming back? to yourself, uh, focusing also on uh, family law, estates. Why did you want to make that slight shift? I mean, you're still doing business, yes. but you've changed things over a little bit. And I, yes. And you're focusing more on a private practice now? That's right. I was in a corporate job and I did corporate law for a very long time. And uh, I decided uh, my daughter was born and it was also driven by need for, for flexibility. So uh, my daughter was born. I needed the flexibility to be able to manage my time. Now, when you are in a nine to five, you can't do that. So I decided to take the plunge and, you know, have my own office and um, practice law independently. Uh, the need pushed me. But then I liked it so much that I decided this is for me. This is for life. And now I'm just going to do that. I mean, the flexibility and freedom is nice, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's what uh, drove me to practice. Now, when you are practicing uh, independently, um, your practice is also driven by the kind of work that comes to you. The demand and the supply is also another thing. So when you start working on uh, client files that are in a particular area, you develop that expertise and you start liking it or you don't like it and then you give it up if you don't like it. But I happen to like it and I just pursued it. And then it's about developing your clients, developing the list, kind of building from there. So with every, every case, every matter that you do, you develop you go deeper into it, you develop that expertise even more. And it's about just number of years you spend. And it's not unusual to see lawyers change kind of the area that they're practicing. There's this one guy who did, what was it, helping people get out of like court dates and stuff like that. No, that's probably not right. I'm misremembering (laughs) the thing. But he transitioned more to um, like elder abuse Mm-hmm. Law finding like, oh, you, you know, there's a lot of people passionate about it and there's a demand for it. So I guess it's for someone who's looking to potentially look at independence or things like that. It's like, as you're mentioning, see what options are out there. See, you know, what kind of sparks your interest. See, you know, what you're good at. And yeah, you have that flexibility to try those things. Absolutely. So for uh, the barrier, the only barrier for entering uh the legal uh, profession is the licensing. Once you are licensed, you have uh, no barriers. You can easily switch between the practice areas. If you're licensed, then you can go through with any of the other areas. Absolutely, you can. All encompassing. As long as you're willing to put in the time and the effort to develop that expertise, you can do that. What is that licensing process like? I mean, I don't know what it's like at all here in Canada for becoming a lawyer. What what are those processes to get that license? You have to get yourself. Uh, so when, if you're already a qualified li- a lawyer in a foreign jurisdiction, you have to submit your uh, mark sheets to the NCA, the Federation of Law Societies in Canada, and have your uh, degrees uh, or the law degree that you have overseas assessed. Mm-hmm. They go. Uh, they kind of assess your uh, mark sheets and your degree to see how much it matches with the Canadian education system. Based on that, they uh, ask you to give certain number of exams. It may be five, it may be seven, it may be ten in specific subjects. Mm-hmm. You're required to clear those exams 
And then um, once you have qualified those exams, you have to go through the bar licenses, licensing process. Here in Manitoba, it's called the CPLED. It's a one-year program, or I think now it's even shorter. Uh, they have a fast-track program for three years. Back when I did it, it was a nine-month program. And then once you've done that, there's a, at the end of it, there's an exam. Uh, you basically give another exam to to license, and then you have to complete your training, which is your um, uh, articling, as you call it, under another lawyer. So that is a barrier. The the finding the articling position is uh, another major barrier after you've cleared all your exams and everything, because there is a shortage of that, and um, there you are basically competing against students who qualified from locally and have connections. So very competitive. It's very very competitive, and uh, it takes time, lots of social skills to be able to, you know, market yourself and find a foot. And once that is cleared, then you can start practicing here. In Manitoba. Wow. I mean, you definitely have to be dedicated to go through all that effort. <laughs> it takes time. But if you really like what you're doing, you would do it. So, yeah, it takes time and a lot of planning to do that. If the desire's there, people will be able to go through and find something that they, they're good at and inspired to do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, then you juggle the balls. You kind of uh, find another, uh, if if you can't afford to just study during that period, you kind of uh, find another job and you do that. And um, in my case, I was already working back home in India and I used to, uh, and I was in Delhi. Luckily, the NCA conducts all these exams even in Delhi. That makes it much more convenient. It's very convenient. So there are a few locations across the globe where they conduct the exams. So you are able to kind of, if you're not in one of those locations, you can go to the uh, to whichever one is closest to you and give those exams. But you still have to uh, come back to Canada to complete your licensing process and your articling. So yeah, but then half the way, you're already halfway through by the time you land. Yeah, you're already uh, through that process. Okay, not bad at all. Let's look a little bit from the perspective of newcomers or immigrants coming to Canada, landing here and needing a lawyer mm -hmm. for something. For family law, housing, um, estate planning, stuff like that. What are some key things that newcomers regardless of what country they're moving from, should be thinking about when they come here and they are starting to go through those legal steps building their life here? I think the first thing that you come and land here uh, and uh, you want to look for is a home. So you you kind of, uh, uh, and the process here is that uh, once you identify the property that you want to invest in, you, you need a lawyer to go through that sale. I think that's one of the things that they need a lawyer for. Another thing is after you acquire the home, uh, you kind of need uh, to protect your kids, your family, and have a will. That's another important thing to do. I think that's something a lot of uh, native-born Canadians should be thinking about as well. <laughs> yeah. And then um, if you're not into a job or something, you're also looking at investing in a business. So you want to buy a business. I think that's what you need a lawyer for. So these are, these are, you know, setting yourself up every step of the way, whichever applies to you. And I mean, in that process, when you're looking for a lawyer, from that perspective, someone who is an immigrant themselves might be a great fit because they understand, you know, some of the things and re requirements that you need when moving to a new country. Absolutely. For Petty things like notarizations, etc. Of course, you need a lawyer. So you, you, it's it's all um, as you go along. 
So you need lawyers for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to have a, what would be your dream case slash dream client? Is there one that you'd be like, oh, this would be so much fun or so interesting do that I would love to add this sort of circumstance to my portfolio? Personally, I love uh, working on files where, you know, people are growing and have that passion towards doing business and uh, they want to acquire something and they want to make sure they're safe. Uh, I love doing that part of the, I, I love that part of my practice, help them set up and identify the right in investment, help them through handhold, especially when somebody's uh, uh, moved and they're looking to set up a new life because you know, family law is uh, my practice area, but uh, unfortunately, it's always a breakdown of the family or separation or child custody. It can be very emotionally tolling. Absolutely. So I would pick that, <laughs> setting up a business. That's what I like to help people with. Well, then you get, you get to see it flourish. And I mean, even if it doesn't succeed at the end of the day. You were there to help someone through building that business. Absolutely. And then uh, at the end of the day, it's all about uh, growth and uh, bright future in a country where you've just decided to move. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you come down to the studio, talk with us. And we're, we're more than excited to have you come on and talk about some other topics. Um, you know, for, for some future segments on Newcomer Network or other shows, what are some things that you would like to talk about that people might uh, be interested in tuning in to hear about? I think uh, family law could be one of those because uh, it's difficult for people to navigate uh, the differences between the system. Mm -hmm. And uh, there, are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of laws which are just specific to Canada and rules that you have to follow. Mm -hmm. So I think that could be an interesting area. And then uh, wills and estate. I mean, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about those in the future. So for those listening, make sure you watch more from You Multicultural to learn more about law in the future. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Where can people go to find out more about yourself and your practice? You can Google me. I'm on Darcy Deacon's website. Darcy Deacon LLP is the law firm I practice with. So you can look up, look me up on their website. Um, I also have my own webpage. So you can you can go through that. Uh, all my contact details and everything is there. Have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight? Leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk. And have yourself a good one. <laughs>